Gin and tonic, please. Belay that order, Dana. Lagavulin neat. Clear alcohols are for rich women on diets. Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of The Whiskey Geeks. My name is Tim. And I'm Alex. We are two brothers on a quest to bring you the perfect pairing of whiskey and comics. Yes, we are. And we are coming back with another redo. Uh, <laughs> this is another episode that we did. We first recorded this December, like six, eight months ago when we were first starting to, to crank out the content or sorry, backloading the content. And we didn't do a video portion. It was audio only. So we thought we would redo it. And for a couple of reasons, um, that's the main reason. A second reason is this whiskey and comic book are both amazing. So why yeah. not drink more of it and talk uh, talk more about that book? So Alex, why don't you tell them? There's a hint. It's in the. I mean, you already it's know. In what the, it is. It's You've in the title. Yeah. The title. There it is. <laughs> what are we What are we talking um, about and drinking? So we are drinking the uh, exclusive Nick Offerman Lagavulin, uh, which is an 11 year old Lagavulin, where the barrels are specifically selected by Mr. Offerman himself. And Absolutely. we have paired this up with Shirtless Bear Fighter, which a hilarious book. It this is one of the funnest reads that that I've I mean that I've had in the past year. Um, yeah. I dip back into it every now and again just because there's like a couple quick hitting parts that are that are so funny. Um, it's it's a really fun book. It, it will make you laugh. It's it's not super serious and it doesn't take itself too seriously, which yeah. which is which is awesome. Which is kind of what we do too. We don't take ourselves too seriously. <laughs> we don't take whiskey overly seriously either. We just we drink what we like and we like to take the pretension out of it. Um, so yes, Nick Offerman. So when we first recorded this, this was the only Nick Offerman edition Lagavulin that was available recently. As we are now recording this in. Uh, 2021 in the springtime they just announced that for father's day this year there is a second edition of uh offerman coming out which is also an 11 year old but is finished in guinness barrels which hasn't hit the canadian market yet at least i no. haven't seen it yet i've uh, been we, looking <laughs> yeah we will be getting a bottle of it hopefully fingers crossed we'll try and get a bottle of it because i really want to try that one but uh, so this is last year's yeah. version just getting that out there because timing wise people are probably going to think, oh my gosh, how'd they get that? We're not that fancy. We don't have that much pull yet. We're working on it. Yeah, we're, we're really it. trying to get those advanced <laughs> bottles, you know, before they hit market sent to us, you know, like, here, yeah. please review this. Yeah. Do you know what would really help is if everybody would hit that subscribe button down below and then, you know, maybe share this videos, like it, uh, leave us a review on uh, the podcast and, and rate and review it on the old Apple and all that stuff, because that really helps us as well. That helps Absolutely. us get to that influencer status and then we will get dope free, ass free bottles. bottles of bottles yeah hell yeah um, um but this is really great so nick offerman um a national one treasure. of my one of my favorite i want to say p i've never met him personally but uh, one of my favorite actors for sure i huge parks and rec fan um yeah and then anything that he pops up in i always giggle a little bit like he he has a he has a part in brooklyn 99 uh, in an episode where he was Holt's ex-boyfriend, which so good. And they had a big fight over a, a duck, a wooden duck. A which wooden is duck. Just, oh, that's right. This is just right on brand for Offerman. So he's a, he's a, yeah, like you said, a national treasure. Um, I really do think that he had a huge influence on Lagavulin's popularity during when Parks and Rec was on TV. If you don't, if you've never watched Parks and Rec, what are you doing with your life? Please go watch Parks and Rec. <laughs> Um, but his character, Ron Swanson exclusively drinks Lagavulin 16, um, spoiler, Alex, I'll dunk on you a little bit. You haven't gotten all the way, you haven't gotten all the way through it. I'm going to give you a little spoiler. Sorry. There's a, a one point in the run of the show. He goes to Lagavulin to the distillery. Okay. Um, so he's a, obviously a massive fan. I do think that he had a fairly big influence on their sales. <laughs> um oh yeah i would think so i mean the the and, marketing alone for this like for this bottle in this campaign was incredible it's great and there's like i mean even at uh like at christmas time i can't remember what year it was but they released that like an hour-long loop of of just a video of him sitting in front of a crackling fireplace just very like stoic 
and he just reaches and sips Lagavulin and then puts it back so down. Good. Yeah, that's it's, incredible. It's so good. And uh, they, th- when when this was coming out, I think when when this one was coming out last year, he was on a. They did a huge marketing campaign yeah. with like the history of Isla and like the Pete, and he did this. There's a whole bunch of videos of him like dressed as William Wallace talking about they can take our lives, but they'll never take our Pete. Yeah. <laughs> and oh, it was really, really funny. Um, so let's, we can, you know, I'm about halfway through this bottle now. I've had it for about a year. Um, a celebrity endorsed whiskey that, you know, celebrity endorsed alcohols kind of can be hit and miss, <laughs> I think. Um, which other ones have you, have you had before we get into the, the tasting notes on this? Cause I want to let this breathe and I just want to smell yeah. it a little bit, but I mean, there's Gretzky's whiskey. Have you had that? It's fine. Um, yeah, I don't think you can, well, I can't point backwards when I'm, it's, it's up in behind the Canadian section over there somewhere. Oh, I've got okay. a, a small bottle of the 99 back there. Yeah. Um, it's my impressions of that were, wow, this is a Canadian rye. Um, yeah. it, it was fine. It, you know, I'm not, I have now I haven't had like the special reserve that they have as well, but right. it's, it's fine. Um, I haven't had, um, was apparently like Metallica has one, um, right. whiskey which, in a jar or something like that. Yeah. So I, I haven't, I mean, you know, like just doing some research of some other ones, I, I came across that at some point. I was like, Oh, that, right. that might be fun. Haven't had that. Shout out to the Whiskey Heathens. Josh, know your whiskey. They did a, um, I think it was Slipknot, to have a, a bourbon oh, okay. or a, a, a whiskey or something like that. So that they they drank that on their show. I'll, here, you know what? Whoop, their YouTube channel just popped <laughs> up below. Go watch that because it's uh, it was really funny. Um, I haven't tried it. Um, you would think, here, and I don't even know if this exists, but it should. You would think the band Corn would have some sort of corn mash. Yeah. <laughs> like, like- that marketing writes, writes itself. itself. Yeah. Um, now you've had the rocks tequila. Yes. Termon, yeah, you so picked I've, that up. Yeah. So I picked up a bottle of that and I mean, price point wise it's, so it was right around the 45 like Canadian dollars and, mm-hmm. and it was like, I got the, um, Oh boy, the dark. There's a real right. name for that. Um, whatever. This isn't a tequila channel, folks. Yeah, don't know. Um, But anyways, the main reason I picked it up was actually to prep a cask, which I then put Bowmore 12 into. Right. And then finished off a Bowmore 12 with the tequila, which we'll do at some point. Um, But it was really nice. It added like a nice spiciness um, to the whiskey. So, but yeah, it was, it was nice and smooth. I mean, there's a couple vodka, right? Like isn't, doesn't P. Diddy have a vodka? Yeah, I don't know if it's Crystal Skull. There's a Ciroc? Skull one that's um, Dan Aykroyd. Okay. And Ciroc, Which, isn't that the one? Ciroc? No, I think that's just... It. Well, I mean, that could be Diddy's. I, don't, I have no idea. Again. A bunch of hip-hop guys have... Look, Drake has a whiskey. Um, I haven't tried it, but yeah, but I know but mm-hmm. I know Drake's got one. Um, randomly enough, the reason I know that that Skull one was Dan Aykroyd, that there was one time that I was going to an LCBO here in London, and the fucking Ghostbusters car was parked out front of the LCBO. Really? And I walked in and I was like, what the hell's going on? And Dan Aykroyd was there giving out samples of his friggin' vodka. And it was just like, what? It was the <laughs> what most, is going and, on? It, and it was like a Tuesday night in like November or something like that. It was the most random thing Jeez. ever. Yeah. It was really weird. So that's the only reason I know that that one's there. Yeah. Um, but, but this, this 11 year old Lagavulin. So Lagavulin 16, I mean, we've, We've done that previously. We yeah. have a pairing video for that. You can go and check that out of the channel or listen to that podcast. It was the very first one that we did. Yes, it was. Um, so Lagavulin 16 has a has a real soft spot, uh, I think, for both of us. Um, nope. It is a always have a bottle in the house bottle for me. Yeah, um, absolutely. I, I will never not have a Lagavulin 16. Yeah, there's there's very, very few of those bottles that will always be in my collection. Buna 18 is one of them as well. Um, clearly we're Isla fans. Um, yeah. <laughs> you know, and then from the Lagavulin side, I've got a couple of distillers exclusives, fortunately, which are really nice. They're also 16, like the like a jazz festival release and a facial, the Isla festival. Um, and then I think we've tried, I think I've tried the eight. The Game of Thrones. Game of Thrones was a nine. Uh, I think it was a nine. So that was the House Lannister. House Lannister um, from Game of Thrones. 
And then they came out with um, a 12 too, didn't they? They, so they have, there was the, there's a special, well, I can't remember the name of the, um, like the exclusive bottlings that were coming out, but there was a, it was like oh, the right. nature series. Yeah, 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 like, yeah, yeah. And like, I think it was a Diageo thing, right? It was like a cross yeah. Diageo thing. Yeah. yeah. So, and I, I can't remember if that was an eight or if that was a 12. Right. Um, Someone way, will so correct us. So, I, or we'll put it in the, can, yeah, we'll link to it somewhere. <laughs> um, so for the most part, Legavillain hits pretty pretty well. But yeah. um, so the eleven, uh, right away, you for me at least, it's a Legavillain. Yeah, yeah. It's, You're not going to mistake this for something else. No, they didn't do anything goofy. Um, f- you know, in my opinion, they basically just like, yep, this is the standard Legavillain, and then sure, Offerman, and it's yeah, it's rejuvenated oak and bourbon, first of all, bourbon. Yeah. Are the are the casks? So nothing crazy. It's not like a wine cask finish or no sherry cask or anything like that. So it's it's pretty much a younger 16. Yeah. Um it's it's not quite as smooth no. as as the 16-year-old. There's a little bit more um like just a little bit more heat. Like it's not not like doesn't get spicy by any means, but like there's a little bit there in the mouthfeel. Um and yeah, it's just it's not quite as well rounded off as the 16. Yeah. Um, that being said, I mean, it hits a lot of the like it does hit a lot of the notes of the 16 really well. And like you said, the second you smell it, like it is very clearly like, oh, this is Lagavulin Pete. This isn't a this is not a Lafroig or it's not no. a Ardbeg. Like you smell this and you know it's a you know it's a Lagavulin. Yeah, it doesn't have the iodiney Mm-hmm. that like Lefroig. Um, like Lefroig's really, really iodiney medicinal. Yeah. Um, and then I find like, you know, Ardbeg's a different kind of peat as well. Coalila's a softer peat for sure. Um, and then you get into like the Talisker's, the non Yeah. which is like salty Saltier. sea spray. Yeah. Same with like Buna when they use peat, the Toichinaga, when they, when they decide to go peated, it's a sweeter. This is like, is a spicier smooth. peat to me and smooth. Smooth smoke. The one thing I really get on this whiskey, and I remember when I when I wrote the article, which you can go to thewhiskeygeeks.com for the article that goes with this. Um, what it really reminds me of, the spiciness for me in this, it's really, it's almost meaty. It's like peppercorny and meaty. And like the way I've described it, I, it could be how I described it in the article, but I know it's, I've described it to other people is like, you know, when you get a prime rib, <laughs> like a nice roast yeah. beef and it's got that like nice layer on the edge on the outside that like spicy burnt, almost burnt kind of layer of yeah prime rib spice or like steak spice. Like I get yeah. a lot of that, that kind of spice in this for me. Um, you know, other people probably get some different stuff, but for me, that's, that's what I get. Spice mm-hmm. rub, steak rub with like a nice layer of smoke, like yeah. brisket almost, which is like perfect for Offerman. Cause he, yeah, just, it's just like, like a manly man. Yeah. Well, I remember the one, <laughs> um, like going back to parks and rec, he goes up for like for a dinner and he's like, Oh, what do you got on the grill? And they're like, like you got steaks on there. He's like, no, it's a portobello mushroom caps. And he's like, Oh, and yeah. like he almost passes out because there's yeah. no meat. And yeah, it's just, yeah. Like he, he wants that smoked brisket. Hell yeah, and he it's, does. Uh, it's it. It is really interesting how those flavors like sort of like pair so well. Yeah, um, and it also goes really well with the book. Mm-hmm. I was just gonna I was just gonna try and segue over to the book and like why why did we put these two together? So Nick Offerman, if I could think of someone to play shirtless bear fighter like in a adaptation, like a limited series of this uh, book, like I would want Nick Offerman. Yeah. Uh, for those that haven't read the book or don't know much about it, um, it's very much what the title suggests. It is about Shirtless. That is his name, Shirtless. And he lives in the woods, naked. And I mean, sometimes he's got jeans. Yeah. And he basically fights bears. Mm -hmm. Uh, because bears killed his family when he was growing up and he now is a protector of the forest and he walks around punching bears, bear punch or bear. But it was like, (laughs) 
everything is like bear related which is really funny yeah. he has a bear plane oh he sure as hell a, does a jet that has bear fur and a bear face on it um wasn't there something like kind of jungle booky though where he was raised by bears yes and then they turned on his yes. wife when he got married and killed his wife yeah yeah but it wasn't so that, like the bears that raised him it, right other bears yeah but yeah yeah it so was, so yeah so the story starts with like bears attacking sent i can't remember the name of the city now damn it um it was just like capital city capital city or something or, like that. or yeah, central city i mean it wasn't city. central city but it was like generic city yeah so these bears start attacking and then the fbi this you know the fbi's like oh i know who to get and they go into the woods and then they just pick up this guy and they pay him in flapjacks oh they sure do not pancakes not pancakes How flapjacks dare flapjacks <laughs> um and and pure maple syrup which to test the quality of he puts like a little dollop on his finger and rubs yeah. it on his gums <laughs> fucking coke addict it's so good so the, yeah the book's really tongue-in-cheek in that way um it doesn't take itself seriously at all um it it has a it has a hilarious there's one page in particular that just kills me every time and it's him going to like different cities to fight the bears bears that are taking and, over all of the u.s all the whole of you of the u.s and the, and it's just two panels in particular that really get me and i'll only tell one of them because i don't want to spoil all of it but one of them is he goes to chicago and you just see him punching the football team the chicago bears yeah he goes because to he's soldier got to field he just goes to soldier <laughs> field and just is fighting the football team and then there's there's other jokes in that page of the different cities he goes to and and the bears that that he fights and it just yeah. oh it's so it's funny great. and how I how I discovered this book was actually I was just at the comic shop at Heroes shout out to them I do it every time but they're my local comic shop and they're amazing go to Heroes comic oh, I'm gonna put their site because I don't want to say it right now and I'll forget it so their site just flashed up and it'll be in the description for the podcast um, folks but go and check them out but I was just there talking to Chris one of the managers and we we're just like chit-chatting and uh and he was just randomly was just like have you read shirtless bear fighter and i was like have i read what and he literally pushed me out of the way he's like move and just like yeah. went to the back oddly enough it. i was with you oh you were because, with me at that yeah time. <laughs> like i was actually so i was down there visiting and i was standing behind you so when he pushed you to get out of the way like you hit you hit me and like yeah. i and i think my son was there with me and so then i went backwards and i bumped into him <laughs> as he like made his way over to the uh to the rack to yeah. pull this trade off and he was like chris just is, buy this chris is also not a small individual um no i'm i'm six foot four 230 and he's significantly taller and bigger than i am yeah an amazing artist though and you know what um Ooh, yeah. runciman runciman press i'm gonna give him a shout out to yeah. uh, runciman press chris runciman phenomenal comic book artist in his own right um and he's writes some really cool books too so uh there's another plug for that and that yeah. link's gonna go up so anyway so he suggested and yeah it was just like just buy this and i was like oh really and he said just trust me just buy it and i did and i was very happy that i did because it rules yeah um but you had some stuff you wanted to talk about specifically with the book, didn't you? Yeah. So, so I just, I like, I just did a, like a quick list of just things that I loved because I don't want to, like you said, I don't want to spoil this book because the fun of this is actually the going through and reading it and being hit with these jokes. So like, I don't want to go into, into all of that, but I just, I've got quick, uh, nine quick things that I really liked about this book that I just wanted to bring up. So number one, we already talked about, he gets paid in flapjacks. How dare you call them pancakes? The rookie FBI agent, sort of like the up and coming hotshot. She, uh, she actually says like, we're going to pay him in pancakes and shirtless. <laughs> like he's, he like growls and the agent yeah. like puts his, puts his hand on her and he's like shirtless. No, she meant flapjacks. It's okay. okay. Um, and like, so clearly there, you know, there's a thing there. Um, so funny. The, they actually redact all the curse words. Oh, so like when they true. swear, they like, they black it out, which I found really amusing that they would do. And following up to that, they pixelate the nudity. So right, at one point, at one point he suplexes a bear and it's like this three panel uh, art piece. And it's hilarious because you see him just standing there and he's got like, 
pixelations down past his knee. A hammer. <laughs> and, and then he does this suplex and it just like pixelates up and backwards as he's, you know, like doubling over backwards. Anyways, the whole flop burst out laughing uh, yeah. when I saw that. Um, his weakness is you put a shirt on him. So at one point he he gets captured and they put this flannel shirt on him and he can't like get out of his restraints, you know, like super strength and he can, you know, fight bears, but, you know, put a t-shirt on him and he's, he's pretty much useless. Um, the fact that he just hates bears and like his duty is just like wandering naked through the woods, um, protecting people from bears and just punching bears is, is just seems it's you know it's a simple life yeah he, he's not a complicated man mm -mm. um his bear punch and bear kicks and it's this is like a a nice homage to like batman yeah the 66 batman show yeah where it's like bat you know like and it's just like boom piff, piff except cow. it's like bear punch bear kick yeah. um so that's that was really like that's just really fun and that like is through the whole the whole thing um his I, we said again his bear plane reminds me very much of the van from dumb and dumber <laughs> with the <laughs> with the fur yes. because it's exactly that it's except it looks like the the jet from x-men that yeah. they have from the animated show it's just like take that exact design put brown bear fur on the front and put eyes on the top of it and that's what yeah. he flies <laughs> yeah it's a fuzzy quinjet it's hilarious yeah. Um, um and then the last thing it remind and this is going to hit you right right in the uh, right uh in the feels right in the feels it reminds me so much of zangief fighting blanca from super from street fighter <laughs> oh my god i forgot <laughs> just so shirtless true. shirtless zangief all like he's got like the bare skin like speedo Undies. basically and all the yeah all the scars and really everything. hairy and chest too very hairy like bear like animal oh yeah <laughs> austin powers um and then yeah blanket just as the bears and it just it reminded yeah. me very much of those uh like those old like cartoon comic Zang fights zangief man what a what a yeah did you ever use zangief i don't i don't know if i know anybody who ever used zangief in street I fighter not on purpose hey ryu you and like ken you. right yeah ryu ken and vega because oh, vega like i liked how, like because he could climb on the like he could the actually cage. climb on the cage and his yeah. claws so i like i didn't mind using him i mean chung um, chung lee chung lee was e the and e honda were always fun yeah but yeah um, was, was a Dal dalsam because dalsam. you could like the stretchy, the stretchy. two arm two hand yeah. like punch yeah um but yeah no i mean i always used ryu i liked sagat too tiger tiger oh, tiger tiger, tiger upper, uppercut, uppercut. <laughs> tiger knee i like yeah. that guy too but yeah i think i honestly think there's no way to prove this but i would say that zangief is probably one of the least chosen characters in street fighter 2 if you ever if you use zangief please let us know i don't even remember what his moves were he had like a big what, clap. what did he do he had a, a suplex that he would grab you and it's jump the and suplex right oh that's right or like a power bomb kind of pile driver thing was his big okay his big thing. he I just didn't have like him, a fireball or anything that he threw i just remember him being like very tall and upright and just sort of like jabbing yeah <laughs> like straight forward oh, how do we forget about gee or guile guile yeah sonic boom yeah that guy's dope yeah one of the best sound bites i'm gonna put that in a bunch right here sonic boom there you go that along with like a lot of the Mortal Kombat, like fatality. Him, but that Sonic yeah. Boom soundbite from Street Fighter is a great one. Just great. Make that my text alert tone. Should. Yeah. Um, we also do need to shout out the creators of Shirtless Bear Fighter. So Jody Lehup, I hope I'm saying that right, and Sebastian Gurner uh, are the writers and creators of that. Uh, and then the artists, Neil Vendrell and Mike Spicer. Um, the whole team is just fantastic. Yeah. It, um, it like the flows. colors are, the colors are great. It's, it's bright. Like you said, it's like that throwback to the nineties cartoons. It's just yeah. like bright and in your face. It's not like high muted. saturation. Yeah. Colors, high yeah. saturation. It's just really, really in your face. And then, and a really, really fun read. So go buy shirtless bear fighter. It's great. Yeah. A lot really of fun. Really and it's, I mean, it's just on 
like it's on my shelf as something that I'll just like go and if I've got, you know, 10 minutes to kill and I'm not sure what to read, like it's a fun thing to just pick up, open it wherever, read for 10 minutes and you're going to laugh a few times. Yeah. So it's, it's a lot of fun. Yeah. It's really, really good. And image comics, man, the more and more we do this image is just, yep. we'll get into more DC and Marvel books, folks. I promise we've been hitting a lot of, We've been hitting some of our, like just some of our sort of favorites too early, right? Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, And like on the the short box too, where, so yeah, keep checking us out because if this is your first time watching or listening, we do weekly, we have another episode that we call the short box, which is like a five to eight minute review of a book. And I did another image book um, last week. I did Paper Girls. So, yeah. Uh, And actually, I think. Got another smaller one this week too that we just posted. I'm not going to say what it is, but in case we changed it, <laughs> <laughs> or in case you're doing this out of order or whatever, you never know what order we're going to do things in. But yeah, um, but yeah, we will be getting to DC and hitting some of the biggies, so don't worry. But Image yeah. Comics, man, they knock it out of the park. Just doing a lot of good work, a lot really of good do. work. Um, so we now, do you want to go back and just? talk about the the whiskey here for a second or I do you want to just hit a little bit more on this because yeah. we didn't really talk about the packaging so the packaging for this is pretty great um nick offerman for those who don't know not only just an actor but he's a very very accomplished woodworker he's got an offerman wood shop that you can actually go and buy stuff at that that they make they make like a lot of ukuleles and combs and tables wooden, and a whole bunch of wooden ducks they probably do wooden decoys <laughs> but like the the box um, for this actually came out in like a wood grain, which was really, really great, um, marketing, but, um, yeah, all in all, we didn't really go over a lot of the notes on this. So 46%, uh, alcohol, 46% ABV, um, for this. So it's, you know, substantial. It's not like 40. Now it doesn't, here's a, here's a question that I actually don't know. And people are probably going to get really mad at me for not knowing this. Does Lagavulin, their non-chill filter, no color added? Yes. Okay. I want to just say yes. I've got You want to double bottle. check it on that 16 because it Yeah. It doesn't say on oh, this no? which I find kind of crazy. Do, 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 do. And now that that's going to go to a conversation that we can have as well. I don't know if mm-hmm. we want to do it here if we want to do it on another episode where we get real geeky and just talk about I I mean, I just want to say yes, of course it's non-chill filtered and no color added, but it also doesn't say on the bottle of 16 either. Mm. Now the 16 is only is 43%. So it's a little bit lower on, on the ABV. But if you want to talk a little bit more about this, I will do some quick internet wizardry and I'll just find out. Cool. Because I mean, the one thing I will say is I was watching some, some whiskey tube stuff on some reviews and some other Diageo products. And someone mentioned that, they are not beholden to the non-chill filter, no color added. Um, and so there, it actually might be chill filtered. Now here's, here's the thing. Here's the controversial, oh. here's the controversial point that is that I'm going to make right now. Um, and it could just be that I haven't really dove into this all that much. Um, I know there is a massive push right now from a lot of reviewers you know, whiskey tube, whiskey podcast people who are really upset at like the likes of Glendronic, who just announced that they're going to start chill filtering. Um, I don't know if I could taste the difference right now. So the 16 is chill filtered. There you go. There you go. And so, we've learned something. <laughs> right. So there's this whole push about like everything has to be non chill filtered. One of my favorite whiskeys is chill filter. Now people will say they chill filter for consistency sake. I think the counter argument to that would be someone like Bunahaben and Deanston who are very, very express in there. We do not chill filter and we do not add color. And I find that their products are always consistent. Yeah. Always, always, always. But I think that's, that's really interesting because like a lot of people dunk on the chill filter thing and like, if Lagavulin yeah. 16 is chill filtered. It's hard and... to hard to argue that it's no good. Now, exactly. so so I just want to like read the the little blurb here just about the like what just chill filtering. Re- just real real quick, if people can hear 
what sounds like somebody dying in the background on is my it your cat is it podcat it's not podcat that would be my I child kn- i know it is yeah so my child is not happy no someone's getting teeth so mm. it kind of hurts and someone is teeth. also just to make sure that everyone knows that you're not a completely irresponsible father there is some parent. there is someone else there who's attending to this correct <laughs> Yeah. I just want to point that out so people yeah, yeah. weren't just like, who's dying in the background of this podcast? Anyway, <laughs> um, we're good. So chill filtering, the manufacturing process where the temperature of the liquid is lowered until some of the oils and fatty acids congeal, which has then allowed them to be sieved out when, they, when it passes through the filtration system. Right. So it takes some of that out, which actually will right. affect the, I mean, the mouthfeel because you're going to be pulling yeah. some of those oils, like those oils out. And um, so that being said, I don't know, Light Mold 16, if it's always chill filtered, there's nothing to compare it against. Um, if we wanted to do a bunch of me live Googling stuff right now, I might yeah. be able to find, but I don't really maybe care we'll that do, much. Because... Maybe we'll, we'll do a special, we'll bring some other some other whiskey experts in yeah. some other people who do this, who might be a little bit more, not, not, I will say all oh, fuck. I'll say knowledgeable <laughs> about like what to look for in the differences between chill filtered and non chill filtered. And then maybe we'll do a special edition yeah. podcast down the road where we, uh, where we explore this a little bit more. I actually know a couple people that I think we could reach out to, but we'll talk about that off air. So I think or if it's you safe check- to assume I was going to say, or if you check our guides in the how flavor is created in whiskey, we have not gotten, we have not posted the part yet that gets into filtration. However, um, that will be coming at some point. So you can check that out too. There you go. Head to the whiskeygeeks.com and in the menu, there's a guide section. So if you click on whiskey, uh, there's some intro to whiskey and then like how flavors added and stuff. So go and check those out. So I think it's probably safe to say that this was chill filtered then. I, I would... I would as I, I would assume so. I assume if they do it for the for the sixteen, they would do it for the eleven as well. They do it across the board. Um, cool. Well, there you yeah. go. Yeah, we all learned something. That's yeah. thank you, Internet. <laughs> um, and I just want to hit on the finish of this before we get to our our fancy end piece yeah. of the podcast where we talk about something else. As Tim drinks into the microphone. Sorry, it was probably really loud. I'll mute that. That's probably super <laughs> gross. When you got these ear, I got new headphones. So these earbuds, I really can't hear as much. So apologies if that was mm, super gross. Um, the finish on this, it it's not necessarily long for me. It's kind of like average and that like spiciness just kind of hangs there, but, um, yeah. but it's super pleasant. Yeah, it this really is. is. Th- this could, so price point, I think when this came out, it was a, 115 like 115 120 i think it might have been a little higher but it was it was around there in on in ontario and the 16 is what uh one i think it's around 150 yeah 50 so yeah as a special uh, a 30 dollar difference kind of fun one-off sure the my my kind of thought with the lagavulin line with like the eight specifically the eight to 12, like those other ones. Yeah. Cause those are usually around the like 110 as well. I always tell people like, if you're going to spend 120, just spend 150 and get to 16. Yeah. Because it's yeah that much better. Yeah. Um, I think the 16 is vastly superior to this 11, but the 11 is really nice. If it wasn't, you know, if it wasn't like a, a one-off and you kind of can't get it, I think I'd be like, it's, it's a really, I don't want to say an everyday sipper cause it's too expensive for that, but it's not in that. Like you have to save it for special occasions because no. it's just such an experience, but it's, you know, hey, it's a, it's, it's a really good Isla whiskey. It's a lag of woolen. They're, they're all kind of an experience. It's yeah. I, I love their use of the peat. I love how it's more of the, like the ash smoke um mm. peat that you get as opposed to some of the like the brinier or the saltier peats yeah. of other ones i mean i also like those as well but for yeah. this i i really enjoy this but you're right for like for the price point it's it's a really fun bottle to have it's something cool to have in the collection um like you said and being a huge nick offerman fan there there's also that piece too right it's yeah. 
there's that novelty of having something that is associated with something else that you really enjoy. So, yeah. um, and it's a cool, you know, it's a cool box. It's different. It looks different than everything else that you've got on your shelf. Um, not yeah. that we're into collecting whiskey for the sake of having unopened bottles to do something with later. Like that's not what we're into whiskey for. Um, some people, some people do, that's fine. Like we, we get bottles to enjoy and to share, um, you know, to share with other people, we really, you know, enjoy sharing what we have in our collection. Yeah. So, um, this is like, thank you for sending the sample up to me. Like it okay. was, it was really nice. And so we actually did when we did this before. So I, I had the sample and then I kept a little back so that we could actually compare. Um, and after we finished recording the first one, we then poured some 16 and did a little back and forth, uh, between the two. Yeah. And yeah, I mean, we came out at the end saying the eleven's really good the 16 is a little better. Yeah. And when you spend five extra years in the cask, not, I mean, age isn't everything. There are some really good non-age statement whiskeys that are out there that we both really enjoy. Um, <laughs> for those just listening, for, I was going to say, I just pointed at a bottle of Octomore. Yeah. Um, you know, a five-year-old whiskey that is phenomenal and incredibly complex. Um, a lot of people say like the longer something is in the cast, the more complex it will be, the more the sort of the rough edges gets rounded out and it gets smoother. I mean, all those things are true. That doesn't mean that something that's younger can't also be really enjoyable and really, and really good. So I really do enjoy the 11. Um, you know, it's, yeah. it's, it's great. Yeah. I agree. Well said. Yeah, we'll get to a little bit things. more when we get to the rating on this. We'll get to a little yeah. bit. I got one other thing I want to say, but I'm going to save it for that. Save, so. Yeah, save it for that. So the for the sort of fun extra thing that we're we're doing tonight, because Legavulin is nicely so closely uh, associated with Ron Swanson, we thought we would pick up on that and do some other sort of iconic drinks in movies, comics. I know a lot of drinks in video games, but you know, <laughs> movies generally, um, I think movies. that's, that's what I've got my list for. So TV, a little TV. So uh, do you want to start? Or do you want me to hit it off? Well, I mean, the, f what's the first I thing that comes to mind when I say that? The first thing that comes to mind for me is vodka martini shaken, not stirred from James Bond. Yeah. I, which is I, probably the most iconic, like, yeah. pop culture drink of all time i, I mean i don't I would, think it's ever going to be topped no i mean it's it's you're right it's iconic it's in every film um you know they played with for it for 60 a bit. years or whatever yeah. <laughs> they played with it a little in the in casino royale um yeah. you know when daniel craig as james bond when he first orders it and the bartender's like shaking or stirred he's like does it look like, like i give, I a, give damn. a damn yeah. you know which was which was really fun and you know they were obviously you know, making fun of themselves. So, but yeah, there's, there's nothing more iconic than, than bond ordering a martini. Yeah. So yeah. Um, the first thing that I wrote down in my, my notes, and I mean, the martinis on here, but the first thing I wrote down was actually the dude and his white Russians. Oh, hell yeah. Big Lebowski. Such a yeah. great movie. Oh, so his dudeness, El Duderino, El Duderino. the whole brevity thing. God damn. That's so good. So, so I went to uh university of Western Ontario uh, in London and in, <laughs> and in my first year I took intro to film and one of our big pieces that we had to study and write a report for was the big Lebowski you said I, you said you said big piece by the way sorry just didn't want to let that go <laughs> so I watched the big Lebowski so many times and then had like lectures about it and and still not sick of it so I, I had to do it film. for school, had to write a paper about it. It was a big piece and had to, and, and still, you know, just, I'm the dude, man. Oh, it's so good. So I watched it not that long ago. Still hilarious. Still great. Still, oh my gosh. Yeah. Just, and it's, it's moments in that movie Yeah. for me. The, the like, bowling, I was the just bowling say, sequence. nobody fucks with the Jesus with the Jesus. Like that guy's. <laughs> Great. I don't roll on Shabbos. <laughs> like the whole thing. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That movie rules. That's really, yeah. what a great choice. Uh, I'm going to hit you with a weird one. Just as yeah. we were thinking, um, blue milk in star Wars. Does that count? Oh, hell yeah. It counts. Nice. 
uh, blue milk. And then, so from, and I'm, I'm trying to think, and I, you know, me being a uber Star Wars nerd, I was trying to think of the specific animal's name from which crotchety old Luke takes the milk, like right from the nipple. Oh yeah. Uh, <laughs> and, and I can't think of it, but just, I love that scene where he's got it's like that scene weird squished like plastic bottle where you just like like just takes a haul and just like <clears throat> that's see so and again we're gonna get into this with a, with special edition episodes um yeah that's fan service done well yes like that was a great throwback to you know all the all the blue milk jokes yeah. and yeah so that was that that's, was really good that that's when filmmakers can like that's like i said that's that's fan service done very very well yeah there's other fan servicey bits from that uh, that newest last trilogy which yeah are problematic but that's a good that's one. fine that's fine hit me with um that. so mad men uh the old fashioned mm, good from mad men which uh i'm actually watching uh like right now going through it um, so I'd watched the first couple seasons, uh, I don't know, years ago. And now we're, my wife and I, we're actually going back through and watching it. They drink all the time, all the time, all the time. Yeah. Like he is constantly smashed. <laughs> Just. Mm -hmm. But anyways, um, so yeah, the old fashioned there, um, something else that, because I was an awesome boyfriend, back uh when sex in the city's heyday the cosmo mm, cosmo um which again always we're drinking in uh in that show yeah yeah um so i've i've got two more so romulan ale from star trek <laughs> which is illegal yeah. in the federation but every ship captain seems to have a bottle of it <laughs> which Nerd. i would which i always thought was great do you have the other star trek one on your list I mean, T oh, Earl Grey hot. Gray hot. Come on yeah, sorry. It's sorry. The Picard staple. Yeah. Picard's a better captain than Kirk. Fight me on that. I don't care. Come at me. Yeah. I'm hey, nerds. I, I'm fine. I'm fine with that. Picard's my captain. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 100%. Um, and then Swingers. Doers on the Rock. Uh, Doers, Doers on, on the Rock. Which, oddly so enough, funny. was I. So that was the first drink you ever ordered when you were legal, right? On yeah, that cruise? So we went, yeah. We went on a cruise when i was 18 so when international, we were in international waters baby waters i could i could drink and yes the first ever first drink i ever ordered legally was a doers on the rocks which was also yeah the first scotch i bought myself and it is not great we should you know what we should we should go back we should do a swingers episode and just drink doers or a glenfiddich any glen any glen any glen will do Glenn live it Glen Gower, any Glen will do. Um, Obviously not a blend. <laughs> not a blend, of course. Of course not. <laughs> um, no, but I remember ordering that Doers and then just being like, oh, I don't Ugh. like this. I do not like this. It was um, so much cooler when they did it in the movie. Oh, yeah. I I would probably appreciate it now, but I mean, you're eight. I was 18 and yeah. I don't want to say too much that I was used to drinking other things because no. that wasn't legal. No. Um, but I was drinking other stuff. That wasn't scotch. Um, yeah. But yeah, that's a, oh man, what a classic effing movie. Classic movie. Double we down. Totally, man, we should totally do a swingers pod and just drink doers. Yeah. And just do that as a special thing. I love that idea. That's a fun yeah. one. All right. All right, cool. That's, oh, that's hilarious. So, yeah. um, I'm trying to think if there's just any others off the top of my head. Um, Blue Crack and Breaking Bad. Does that count? <laughs> Her meth, blue meth. meth. No, I, I don't. I don't think that quite counts. I gotta uh, watch that show again. That show was so good. Yes, it was. P. Here, I'm gonna just. I'm telling you this as my brother. Have yeah. you watched Startup? No. Have you heard about this show? No. Okay, since so the show on Netflix, it's got Martin starring Martin Freeman. Yeah. Um and um, not Adam Driver. Shit, this is gonna be annoying. Aaron. another another adam yeah um not sandler no not sandler <laughs> hold on i gotta find this now. it's gonna drive me crazy i was, I was gonna say but as up. as i as i look it up it's um 
It's a show based in Miami that's surrounding the Haitian drug cartel, the FBI, and cryptocurrency. Oh. Um, there's like three seasons on... How have, how have I not heard of this? I, Adam Brody. Um, oh, Adam Brody. Yeah, Adam Brody. Um, and like Martin Freeman's a corrupt FBI agent who's trying to extort this guy for money. And anyway, okay. it's... It, a little violent but not crazy violent um not but, you know shirtless bear fighter violent but no no well <laughs> maybe a little bit more violent than that um anyway i'm just telling you that as my brother as, okay, just as cool. we're talking about shows it's we're, we've watched i watched the first episode and then i told my wife i was like we should watch a show it was I, it got me hooked right away um uh, speaking of shows and then we can we can go into our ratings after this yeah have you watched the first episode of Invincible? Ooh, not yet. No, I haven't gotten into Invincible yet. Oh, buddy. I've been, I've been catching up on, like, I caught up on WandaVision. Yeah. And, uh, which, fantastic, by the way. Oh, For those great. who haven't watched WandaVision yet, if you watch the first episode and you're like, what the shit is this? Please Keep stick going. it out. Keep going. Please stick it out. Because. <laughs> the end's oh, incredible. It's so good. The post credit. Um, you did watch the post credit scene. Mm-hmm. Okay, good. Sure. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Whole thing's awesome. Yeah. Um, so yeah, no, I haven't gotten, I haven't gotten into Invincible yet, which is crazy because I love Grizzly Shark so much, which Ryan Otley, who's like yeah. the main, main artist on Invincible. Yeah. So. yeah. Oh, it's, um, anyways, we we're, we'll talk about Invincible some other time. We've got all these plans for stuff. So anyway, let's <laughs> rate right. these suckers. Let's, and get let's rate here. it. All right. So I'm going to go first and I am going to start with the book. So I am coming in at a solid seven and a half for this book. So it is something that I very much enjoy reading. It is, uh, it's really entertaining. It's really funny. It has, someone's going back for a second pour. Sorry, I'm pouring just a little <laughs> bit more for the rating. Um, it's, it's not, like, it's not overly complicated. It doesn't take itself seriously. It's not something like... It doesn't have the epic feel, obviously, of like Infinity Gauntlet or yeah. like War of the Realms. So like it doesn't have a lot of weight behind it. Like it's not some genre defining piece of work. So like I feel like it's a little handicapped because of just because of that. Like it's not mm -hmm. going to break up into the upper echelon. But the artwork's great. The writing's great. It's a fun ride. Seven and a half. I'm cool with that. I'm going to push it to an eight just because of how surprised I was at how much I, not, not that I was surprised that I liked it, but just because it really came out of nowhere for me. Um, but yeah, you, you basically hit everything there. The artwork's fantastic. The story's great. It's just so stupid and fun. Like for me, it's what a comic book should be. Yeah. You know, like there's, there's other books that like court of owls is like, phenomenal Ugh. phenomenal seminal piece of work yeah. all-star superman by grant morrison uh alan moore's swamp thing like stuff like that which is just like stuff everybody should read because of how amazing the stories are and it's like character defining shit yeah this is but this is what a comic book should be yeah fun hilarious artwork yeah it makes you laugh it makes you think it's, you know yeah what do you want it's, yeah it's a fun time it's it's great escapism it's yeah yeah um all right hit me hit me with the do the whiskey i'm gonna i'm gonna come in at shit i'm like i'm torn you were gonna go low and then you remembered it's a lag of woman no and... i was gonna go high i was gonna go high oh, and then okay. i was gonna go a little bit higher and then remembered it's a buck 25 and for an extra 25 dollars, you can get the 16 yeah and there's like but again it's like it's good so uh i'm gonna give it i'm gonna give it a 7.75 if that if i'm allowed to do that i'm a fraction it out it's our show it's we can do whatever we want i think it's better than a 75 but i don't think it's quite at an 80 just okay. because of the price point compared to other stuff the one thing i will say about about this whiskey that I love is just for me, it's that barbecued charred meat quality. Like you can yeah. chew this scotch. You can, 
you know it's yeah, don't don't sip and then just sort of swallow it right away like swirl it around let it sit in your tongue like really sort of work it in there and that's where and that's you're gonna where pick me, up i'm getting the like the peppery yeah montreal smoked meat kind of quality to it right yeah um so yeah so i'm like a 77 78 out of 100 is what i'll say <laughs> so whatever we'll equate that to in the are out of 10 scale but it's yeah. it's got to be in that all right so i was just going to go with a 7 7.5 again and again a lot of this has to do with the the price you know it's a special yeah. edition so it's it's just priced higher it's actually really hard to get now um, just because of the popularity yeah. of both Lagavulin and Nick Offerman. And I had a chance to, but there was one bottle left in Ottawa. Um, the Whiskey Dad let me know because he's randomly on the LCBO website searching stuff and found one. And he's like, oh, like drive down and pick it up. And I was like, yeah. Not randomly, yeah. that's his hobby. Yeah, he's <laughs> retired. It's, yeah, that's just what he can do it's now. Funny, yeah. Um, and I didn't do it. And, you know, I'm kind of kicking myself that I didn't. But again, for for 120 when for 145 150 you can have the 16 um so anyways that's why it's at a 7.5 to me now again 75 out of 100 it's a very drinkable enjoyable yeah. dram yeah the way that i'm thinking is like you might be kicking yourself for that but for that 115 120 you could go get like a glen morangie like quinta rubin yeah you yeah know what i mean which like which is a great bottle yeah. And or and, you know, like for twenty dollars less, I could have the Bunahaban Toichinada. <laughs> right? <laughs> or the Ard like I could save twenty bucks and have an Ardbeg ten. I you know, like it's the Ben Romic Pete Smoke, that like yeah. non Isla Pete Smoke that's like around yeah. hundred bucks too. Like there's there's those other there's, things. There's but just stuff. The, but for the novelty of having like I'm happy I own one. Yeah. Again, I'm 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 going to spend whatever it is probably. I mean, unless it comes out at like $200 for this well, Guinness we'll, cask thing, but well, for like split a bottle. 11, exactly. Like I'm going to, I'm going to try and acquire one of those just because it's a lag of Yeah. And I'm interested to see what, if the Guinness has any, any influence whatsoever. If you're going to get any of that, yeah. like chocolatey coffee notes yeah. that, that you get in Guinness, if any of that's going to seep into the whiskey or if it's just going to well, be. I'm gone, hoping this is a much a much better experiment than the IPA casks like mm. run that they did. So like Glenn, Glenn Fittick did Fittick one. did an IPA and like personally, I found you could, you could smell the hops, but it did next to nothing for me on the palate. Right. And I found it was much more of a novelty thing than like actually bringing something new that I, that I really enjoyed. So I'm hoping yeah. that this, does more than just you know i and i assume leg of wool and bean i mean i was gonna say leg of wool and bean who they are i mean it's not like glenn fittick's or slouches in the market right like i uh, know probably the most popular bottle of scotch that is on anyone's shelf across most of the world is probably a glenn fittick 12 right yeah i mean yeah there'll be like the johnny walkers and that kind of stuff but from like yeah. the this you know yeah anyways single malt scotchy stuff yeah 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 i think a lot of people are doing a lot of weird not weird stuff like people are doing a lot of cask things and like like i said i i tried the ipa one and i was just kind of like eh, it's fine yeah. Yeah. um but no one else is like i haven't i've never tried another like a stout no a stout one like the sherry and the wine barrels are the ones that like a lot of people are really kind of like i mean just recently on our neck pour sessions we did like the airy bodega which is a sherry cask the lafroig carches which was a port and wine cask yeah. um this over my right hand shoulder this talisker distillers edition that i picked up which is an amoroso sherry which we're very much looking a, forward to that well, yeah we're using it in one of our group tastings with our club but i grabbed a second bottle just to have because i really like talisker and then i was like hey yeah, there's a good deal on it so i grabbed it so we'll be doing you know, we'll be doing that one as well. So I'm interested to see that. So there's a lot of these like wine, sweet wine, dessert wine. Yeah. You know, um, but not a lot of people are doing beer casks or Guinness casks. Yeah. So it's going to be interesting to yeah. see see what, if, what comes. If only one of us had a couple casks at home that they could just pour a couple cans of. Uh, yeah, that's true. I guess you could just do that. Guinness into and prep my own cask. You should um, try with, um, yeah. 
we'll talk offline. Anyways, yeah. There's a couple of really cool beers that I think you could like um sorry, I'm just gonna say one on mic here, the flying yeah. monkey uh chocolate trifecta mm. one. Yeah, yeah. I don't drink a lot of beer, but there's two beers that I that I always make sure that I get. That flying monkey chocolate, like triple like chocolate triple stout chocolate one. Something, yeah. Chocolate milk stout or something like that is great. And then the other one's Muskoka Brewery's uh winter beard. Which is oh, that one's really good too. Double chocolate cranberry stout. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Oh, Just on a nice cold, like cold Canadian night. Rocks. Mm. I love that. Um, okay, so the pairing. Let's get into that one. Um, yeah. I'll go first on the pairing. Uh, I'm going to bump the pairing up. It's a nine. Um, That's what I was going to say. Yeah. You know, it's Nick Offerman and a shirtless bear fighter. Yeah. And like, you know, it's surprising that shirtless doesn't drink whiskey. Like so it, if, it, if it wasn't, I think, you know what? I think he does. It's just not captured on page. Yeah. If they paid him in, like, I feel like they would pay him in scotch instead of flapjacks and, and he would have been just as fine. Yeah. And it probably, and it would have been this whiskey. Uh, yeah. But they just showed up in the morning. <clears throat> That's why they paid him in flapjacks and maple syrup. Fair. If the helicopter had a ride in the evening, it would have been in Offerman, Offerman, like <laughs> of woolen. That's, that's fine. It. That's great. Oh. Um, well, that's going to be it for us uh, this week, folks. Thank you so much. Make sure you're going to thewhiskeygeeks.com and staying up to date with everything that we've got going on there. Make sure you're hitting that subscribe button, ringing the bell. Please give us a rate and review on Apple or Spotify, wherever you are listening to this as well. Tell a friend. That'd be fun. Yeah. Tell a friend. Um, you can follow us on Instagram. Where can they find us on Instagram, Alex? It's oddly enough, it's the Whiskey Geeks. Oh my gosh. I all know. This is flashing on the screen. If you're listening to it, check the description of the podcast because it'll all be in there. Um, big thank you to Colin Response for the use of Something About Your Love as our theme song. An amazing artist out of Toronto, Ontario, Canada. Go buy his stuff and listen to his album. He, here's a spoiler, he's working on new music. Um, hey now. So hopefully in the next little bit, we'll be getting a new album from Colin because nice. he's great. Um, nice. Anything else you want to say? No. Cool. I wish I, I feel like that was a, like a lead into something. And then I just didn't have anything, <laughs> but no, that's, this, my, uh, like, that's like my podcaster brain where they're just like, you got anything else to plug? And it's like, we just did. And plug. sure, sure. I, I should have something, but no, like um, Let's plug the same know. stuff. If yeah, if you can head over to the website and give uh, some of those articles a read, that would be fantastic. Um, this week's was a lot of fun. This was great. Here's so something fun. I'm glad we, we I'm glad we did do the re-record on this one because we talked so about I. a lot of different stuff on this one. And yeah, we went. We're better at places, this podcasting so. thing now too. It's almost like a couple of reps, and we are better <laughs> better back and forthing. <laughs> yeah, I agree. Um, we'll here plug what's what's a show that give people a podcast recommendation that you're listening to. Podcast give me recommendation. Anything. Yeah, give me anything. Okay. Um, so the, oh, all right. The giant D&D nerd that I am, I immediately was going to go to Critical Role. But I'm not, but I'm not. I mean, you should be listening to Critical Role. Yeah, Critical um, Role's pretty great. <laughs> however, uh, something that is just starting is the Adventure Zone. So it's the McElroy Brothers. Um, if you know them from My Brother, My Brother and Me or past seasons of The Adventure Zone. So they're actually just starting a new one. It is, yeah. uh, is it Ethersea? Yeah. Is that right? So, and what I really like about it, the very first episode, they're actually playing through another tabletop game to create the world that the setting of their D&D campaign will then be in. Yeah. So uh, they're a lot of fun. Um, so it's three brothers and their dad. They get together. They play D and D. It's their comedy gold. So yeah, that's that's something that I'm listening it's, to. It's that is one of the shows that got us playing D and D. It is. Yeah. It the was first, that, their first adventure. Their very first, and that and Nerd Poker with Brian Posehn were the two yes. that I first started listening to. Poker. Jesus, that was loud. That <laughs> um, I was like, man, I want to play this game. Um, yeah. which and then, then we did led us to critical role. So, um, yeah. I'm going to shout out, uh, Orbax and Pepper have a podcast. They're yes, they do. good friends of my, of ours. Um, the monsters of schlock, they have a really hilarious podcast where they interview various kind of performers. Like they'll do 
knife throwers and magicians and uh, record label execs for punk labels and stuff. So um, go check out Orbax and Pepper have a podcast. I'm going to link to that in the description as well. Uh, a couple of great guys doing some great stuff. So yeah, absolutely. A lot of fun. Yeah. And they are. Yeah. And they're just really good guys. Well, one of them's really good. Um, the other one's a dick. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I they, love you both. They know which one you're talking about. <laughs> He's a professional heel. I love you, Arbax. You're my favorite. Um, anyway, that's going to be it for, for us, folks. We really appreciate you checking us out. Uh, and well, we'll see you next week. Thanks so much. And remember, Scotch and Stories, they belong together. Cheers, bud. I've used the same wooden comb for three decades. I have one bowl. I still get my milk delivered by horse. You do? You do?